0: Hello everyone, and welcome to minute one hundred and three of season three of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee kai our way through the nineteen eighty-eight Bruce Willis action film Die Hard one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Patty Flint of the upcoming FFPS podcast. Welcome to the show, Patty. Now that you've changed, you know your whole uh, demeanor and look from uh, two seasons ago, you know when you were. Uh, you know, just 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 a descendant of uh, the real Roger.
1: <laughs> Hi, how you doing, Rob? You're all right. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but we're here and we're ready to go. Looking right. forward to it. I have my European clothes and cigarettes, and we're all ready to rock and roll. All right, that works
0: really well. But do you, you just be careful about the FBI. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we finished things off yesterday when, when Dana was on, but she unfortunately couldn't stay on for the rest of the week. So, uh, you know, Patty was was more than happy to, to fill in for the rest of this week. And so minute 103 begins with Hans finishing his sentence and ends with Walt trying to save his job. Okay, so yesterday we, we had our good friend Hans telling Theo that if he wants to see a miracle... You know, I give you, and then it stopped, and we had to wait until today to find out what they were going to say, and he was going to – and what he says is the FBI.
1: So, yeah, incredibly suspensefully too, which was beautiful. I love that delay in between each letter. You know, he, he really needs to underline this.
0: Yeah, well, it, it worked really well, you know, especially for us by by cutting it down by the minute. So, you know, anyone who hasn't seen the movie yesterday heard, you know, you want a miracle, Theo? I bring you the, and then it gets cut off, and you have to wait until today to find out what that is. So, you know, that, that's pretty much the only thing that we see of Hans in this particular minute. He just says the words the FBI, but as you said, he he says it really really slowly. The F B I. You know he he really he's he's spelling it out very phonetically, I guess you can say and as as he ends his speech the the, the shot changes and we see a grainy uh uh view from a camera um as we we are looking down at the screen below i mean I've talked about this before, and this is another great transition shot you know where they will show us something from one particular viewpoint, whether it's a camera or a TV or something like that. And then, you know, they they seamlessly just switch it to a different view of the same scene. So we see the grainy view via the, you know, the, the 1980s uh, security cameras. yeah, uh, And yep. we're not really sure what we're seeing and stuff like that. And then, you know, we see the people really walking, right? And then... We we see a a um you know we we hear one of one of the FBI guys say I said I want the freaking building shut down, and he's like mm. standing by a truck. And did did you see did you see the the what, what's written on the truck? I did. Make
1: every day a safe work day. Yes, very good. And this this is as you know. Well, I'm not going to call him Jake Fratelli. I'm going to call him Robert Robert Davi, obviously but he as he's smoking a cigarette over an like an open main in the floor i hope there's no gas down there because yeah, he's true. really not making a safe work day
0: yeah that's true but i mean you you understand why that 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 truck is there that says make every day a safe work day you know where where the this this uh you know where 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 their headquarters are located right uh,
1: no, I don't know where the headquarters are located. So it's like,
0: it's, it's, it's in a, I mean, the, the, basically they're the, the, the base of where they're, 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 you know, organizing everything it's, it's mm-hmm. in a construction area. Okay. There, there's like a construction area next to the Nakatomi building, oh, which is why, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is why we're able to see all these different like, uh, tractors and bulldozers and stuff like that around there. And therefore this truck is there. You know, and it makes sense that in a you know in a construction environment they would have a sign that says "Make every day a safe day Yes, I love yeah. the fact that you pointed out the irony of you know of Big Johnson you know smoking a cigarette that it could just at any point fall in and go off in a you know in in a burst of flame.
1: But yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think the uh, the the irony as well as the irony of that is the the carnage and chaos that's going on in Nakatomi. Yes. You know, that's not a safe workday going on in there. I don't think there's any way of regulating that in any
0: way. Well, that, that's, it's also not a regular workday. You know, it's not something no. that you would expect. Um, Although to, you might
1: expect it from a Christmas party. I'm not I'm not overly sure. I've been to a few I don't, ones.
0: I don't know what type of Christmas parties you've been to, but, uh, you know, <laughs> but I've, I've never been to any party, Christmas or none, you know, where there are explosions happening. You know, from well, from no, 30 floors yeah. up, and you have papers flying all over the place and glass and all this <laughs> stuff. You know, I, I don't know, but I don't know. Maybe 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 you guys, uh, you know, in in maybe maybe in the Royal Police, you guys uh, do things a little differently. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we did. We did do slightly. Did do things slightly differently. Maybe that's a story for another time, though. I think. Ooh, <laughs> sounds like it. Sounds like it means no, it, it means that you it, might have you it, might have sorry, a great
0: off the beaten track holiday story for us uh, later this week. I, might, I don't you know. know I do. <laughs> well, here. So, so here's my thing. You talked about exposition.
1: You talked about the transition of scenes. I even went through looking at the the orange flashing lights on the top of the vehicle. So, the orange flashing lights in the CCTV footage in the in the security camera footage you can still see them operating behind the cast as they're doing their thing you know as as they're stood there arguing there are still those orange lights flashing, which I found quite good you know it could have been one of these faux pas where they didn't have anything going off, but when you look at it it's it's
0: very cleverly done well there's a, there's a bigger faux pas here if you're looking at it the you know the the shot. From the security camera, they're all standing on one side of of the of the truck, yep. and when we get to see the real shot, they're standing on the other side of the truck,
1: along the side of
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so you know that 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 that's it. Does it doesn't line up at all? No, <laughs> but it you know usually when someone's watching a movie, you're not going to pay attention to these things. But because we're dissecting it, yeah, it's tough. a little easier to to catch these these little uh, fun things absolutely you know which which makes it really interesting and enjoyable to do so, so he uses the word friggin have have you, do you have do you used the word friggin
1: i uh I'm a military man so I've used it fairly often but you've I, used the I word never... friggin or you've
0: used uh other I, other other uh you know synonyms
1: Oh, I I used to collect swear words and strange things like that. I've I've got <laughs> almost an encyclopedic knowledge, but not of friggin'. I'm afraid that's one that I'm gonna have to look up. Yeah, so I mean, basically,
0: friggin' is 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 a milder uh, version of saying the word. F- you know, that's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. You know. And it's something that that uh, for instance for people who watch the real housewives of of New Jersey, it's something that they say all the time you know they're constantly using it mm-hmm. um, but uh you know there's there's just so many different words that are used instead of saying the actual you know the word for. <laughs> Throughout the whole no. thing. So we, we've gone through it in, in, I think, last season. I, I went through it and we, we talked about all the different variations of it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what? but you can sort of say that the, the word friggin is more like a it's not really a profanity. It's it's uh, what's known as a minced oath. Right. Which right. is basically it, it doesn't really have any meaning on its own. But because it has such a similarity to the word, you know, it actually makes sense. Uh huh.
1: So it's you the uh, it, it's the swearing without swearing, I guess.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it is. I mean, I, I saw that there, there are a whole bunch of different like like uh, you know you could say freaking instead of it fricking mm-hmm. frigging um, if you, if you're Babylon if you're a uh, Battlestar Galactica fan so you got fracking. You know, there's there's all these different options of saying something that's very similar. You know, a lot a lot of times it's you know, when you're using it on TV, it's because they, they're they, they can't actually say other words. So that's why they, they start saying they use the word friggin' instead. Okay. Okay. Um but like I said, it's 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 used in place of saying so it could be for people who don't want to say the word or for people who can't say the word, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time. So you know, the, it's it's not a profanity on its own, but it, I guess you could. You know, it's like uh, I remember as a kid, you would say, uh, you know, the, the fire truck instead of uh, you know, the or whatever, it is. <laughs> you know, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I get so, it. yeah. So, I mean that, that that's why uh, people people use that instead. It's it's sort of a a way of uh, keeping things calm, calmer and tamer. I guess you can say. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, maybe it, it makes a difference. maybe doesn't. it makes a difference of where you live. yeah, you know that there, there are certain areas that would use the, the like I, I I did a little bit of research on this, and I found a map of the US and it it shades it of, of you know how many people it, it, they call it the the f- frequent frequency use right? uh, map something like that <laughs> okay so it it basically shows. That you have the, the the southern parts of of Texas, you have California, you have uh, some of the the upper point of the Midwest states, mm-hmm. and then you have all of New England, and those are the places where everyone will say. F- <laughs> and you also have uh, you know bottom of Florida, okay. But then in the middle of America, that's m- more places where people are going to say freaking or you know freaking or, you know, any other type of variations of the word. Substitute swear word, yeah. Basically. I mean, they say that the highest convention is, is like, in Texas, and, uh, you know, then when you're going the other direction, you have places in the Appalachians, where in the Rockies, and stuff like that, where most people will say freaking okay. instead of, uh, you know. Again, I, I I was able to actually find uh a a site that has six different maps that that talk about the the usage of of each of the words you have freaking and frickin' and friggin and and uh um what else is here and and frickin actually i said frick no i said friggin and frickin yeah you know it's like it it just keeps changing all over the place and stuff like that um so i they basically say that you know that it's it it has a lot to do with with regional boundaries Okay. Depending on where you live in America, you know, I, I'm I'm sorry, I I didn't check for England, you know, how people uh, will say it and stuff like that. You know, looking for a map of that. Um, other uses are some people use the word flipping. Yeah, that's big in the UK. Yeah. So you know, those, those are basically the different types of uh, you know of variations of words that that you can uh, say here. I mean, I I even found examples. And like of each of these, but I don't I think we're going to go into them. I, I don't think uh, we. I don't think we really need to go that far into it. Nah, we'll be okay. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. So then, um, we we hear Big Johnson. He says, "I said I want the freaking building shut down." And then his the response that he's given is, "I got a problem." And he goes, "I got a switch here," and he goes, "I don't give two sh about your switch." <laughs> I want the building out dark. D A R K. Hold on, you don't understand. And that's the the city engineer mm-hmm. who's having the argument with him. Okay, the city city engineer is played by an act, actor named Bill Marcus. Okay. Who has uh, only six movie credits. Okay, and 28 TV credits. But what I found very interesting was is that he was on three episodes of Moonlighting, you know, which starred uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis connection. And yeah. he was. That's right, And he was in three movies with Bruce Willis. He's in Die Hard, he's in Sunset, and he's in Blind Date. So oh, wow. I, I wasn't able to find if they have a personal connection between the two of them. But apparently, there's some reason that he is in four different, uh, you know, four different credits yeah. with uh, Bruce Willis. You know, he, might, he must have, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they're old friends or something like that. And uh, you know, Bill needs a little job. And he says, "Hey, we'll let you be the uh, city, city engineer. You can get to argue with Big Johnson." Yeah, you can be the guy in the suit with the white hat. That's the way it
1: works. There you go. White white exactly. hard hand suit, you know. That's that right. It, it's it's one step away from having a clipboard, that isn't it? You know, those guys out there with the clipboards. I remember you saying in one he, of the He only, doesn't have
0: one. I don't I think I, I, I think, think he so. let's have a uh, it might do. I don't remember if he's holding a clipboard, but he, he should he do. should be. He should do. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's hands free. No, he's he's using his hands. That's right. <laughs> okay. And and he basically says, Hold on, you don't understand. You can't do it from here. And then we hear from down below. Uh someone says, Yeah, you could. Now that actor is an actor named Rick Dukeman. Yes. Who I'm very familiar with, Rick Dukeman. Um, I remember first seeing him back in I think it was eighty six or eighty-seven. They they had a HBO telethon called uh, uh, comic Relief. I know in England they have something yeah, else yeah. called Comic yeah. Relief. It's not the same type of Maybe it's the same type of thing, but but they did this in America for for a number of years where they had uh, Billy Crystal, Robin Williams, and Whoopi Goldberg were hosting a comedy telethon in order wow. to raise money for, for homeless. And I, I, I would love to be able to see it again. I yeah, haven't been able to find would it. Be maybe, maybe, maybe I'll be able to find at least some clips to, to put up uh, about this. So I remember seeing Rick Dukum in there for the first time, and he ended up getting – he ended up having his own uh, uh, special on HBO, at least one, if not two. Yeah. He was born in 1952. He passed away in 2015 at the age of 62 uh, from diabetes. Oh, okay. And uh, he has 22 TV credits and 27 movie credits, including The Burbs, the Burbs. Die Hard, Baseballs, The Hunt for Red October, The Last Boy Scout – and Groundhog Day. Oh yeah! So uh, I, I, a shout out to, to Bubbleweed on that one for Groundhog Day. I'm sure you know who who Rick Dukerman is. Dukum yeah, is. And, and so uh, I, I just, just I, I remember when I saw him in this movie, it jumped out at me because I was like, oh, I know that guy. He was on Comic Relief, and then you know he's moved on to other things. Uh, you yeah, know, last uh, along you just you just reminded me there of um, again. Bruce Willis connection,
1: Last Boy Scout. Yes, the end, Last Boy Scout. With uh, he's he's the guy sitting
0: by the pool. With, that's the right.
1: Guy's car crashes through it. I was like, I knew I knew that guy.
0: That's, that's right. right. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. And in The Hunt for October, he, which is John uh, John McTiernan mm-hmm. uh, connection, he was, uh, I think he was like the door gunner on the uh, helicopter that's that's flying, uh, uh... Alec Baldwin out to, to you know, to, to the middle of the, uh, North Sea. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. But again, it's a, it's a McTiernan connection there. Absolutely. So, so he goes, yeah, it could. And then the, the engineer goes, it can't be done from here. I could just, I got the radio and you can't do it from here. You can't do it from down here. I'm telling you, it's gotta be done from downtown. They've got to take out a whole city grid. We're talking 10 square blocks. And you know, I mean, first of all, I love this argument between them. Yeah. You know, Big Johnson, and the city worker, you know, are having this argument. It's a typical argument between like a boss and a worker. Yeah. You know, it, it's the type of you know a lot of times most of us it doesn't matter what field we work in, okay, in real life, you know, not when we're doing uh, movies by minutes, but you know, there's there's always the idea that that you know there's the Overall boss who who doesn't quite understand the intric- intric- intricacies. Yep, <laughs> is that the right word? Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, of of everything that we're doing, right? And they say, okay, I want you to do this, and they don't realize it's not just a qu- It's not just pushing a button. There's something that it's it's much more complicated than that, and you know the idea is, you're, You know, then us as the worker has to try to explain why that isn't feasible what they want to do. And that's, that's more or less the type of argument that the two of them are having here. Yeah. You know, Johnson's saying, shut it down. He's like, well, I can't shut it down from here. It's more complicated than you think. It's not just pushing a button. And then, you know, we take out all the, uh, the electricity here. Yeah. And then Rick, comes, and that Rick comes in and says, no, no, it's easy. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and at this point, you know, we have our, our, our good friend Robinson. He decides to, to wise up, and he's looking at the political fallout of it all and goes ten blocks Johnson, that's crazy it's Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve man. man yeah, there's thousands of people, and then little Johnson says you have to go wider and then he says, "I need authorization, authorization, How about the united states government
1: yeah there's i hey. I'm, I'm liking all the uh all the pointing that goes on here, it's a good old argument going on with lots of po- pointing and shouting. And, yes, you know, I love, I love all that stuff.
0: <laughs> and then Johnson points and goes, Lose the grid or you lose your job. <laughs> on Christmas so, Eve. Then, yeah. Then then Rick Dickelman picks up the phone and goes, Yeah, Central. And then we hear on the other side of a voice, Yeah, this is Walt down in Nakatomi. Say, listen. Would it be possible for you to turn off grid two twelve <laughs> and then we hear a screaming, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> yeah. and then Robinson goes, "Maybe I should call the mayor and then and then one goes, "No shit, it's my ass, I got it. and then he gets cut off because that's the end of the minute. absolutely but i mean it's a it's a great conversation, great argument the way that they 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 do this whole thing it's just it just works really, really well,
1: yeah, and uh, you know. I I did spend as soon as I first saw Big Johnson walking through I was expecting him to suddenly start singing in classical in opera you know start start singing something from Madam Butterfly as he did at the Goonies and was like this is he can't do serious surely but yeah he really can and uh, yes he definitely can yeah and it, it, you know it, you you know your uh, you know your military conversations this is just like most meetings you will have with everyone you will have the guy the big officer who wants something done, the junior officer who says, Yeah, might be complicated, and
0: then the young guy going, Of course we can do that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean I was I actually looked up to see if there if I could find, you know, if there is an LA grid, uh, electri- electricity grid two twelve, but I, I couldn't find anywhere which like showed me the, the the how the grids are all uh split up. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I mean, ten square blocks is is pretty big, also. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good bit of real
1: estate to be shutting down on Christmas Eve.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, the the one thing I was able to find was was an article about uh, you know the 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 difference between the population density in L.A. and New York. Okay. You know, which which basically, you know, it, it it's not it doesn't tell us everything here that 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 that, that I was hoping to find out you know i was hoping to find out okay how many people could theoretically be living in a 10 square block area but obviously in la there there are less people in in certain areas mm-hmm. than you would find in new york in new york you would find them to be uh, a lot more crammed together and stuff like that so i mean what i found was is that in in uh, new york there are uh 156 areas that have 15,000 people uh or more Per mile, wow. Okay, and there are there are 156 of those, as opposed to in LA, there's 75. Okay, okay, and and that is so in New York, it's 51 percent of the entire uh, area, mm-hmm. and in LA, that's only 15 percent. So only 15 percent have a population density of more than 15,000 people in a square mile. Wow. Yeah. So it it's pretty amazing. And you know, again if, guess you, if that, you think about that.
1: I guess that area of LA would be uh industrial, you know, uh or commercial or you know, this financial is it a financial
0: district? Is it, you know because What where where Nakatomi yeah. is? Yeah. I mean again this, this article that I found doesn't differentiate where mm. you know it's not it doesn't tell me that, that we're talking about uh, you know, Century City or anything like that. But the idea is is that that there's the that area doesn't have as many people living in it as you would find in New York. Mm-hmm. You know, New York. There are much more crammed areas and stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, and I also wasn't able to find uh, you know the size of the entire electric grid. That that I couldn't find either. I maybe maybe it's classified information. I don't know, or maybe I just uh,
1: maybe you know, I, maybe, I would, maybe I just I would say not big enough if they keep on having blackouts and if they keep on having problems. But you know. That's just me. That's probably true.
0: <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. So, did did you have anything else you wanted to say about this minute before we get into the the script? No, no. I
1: mean, there there, there are a couple of things, you know. I mean, the the Dwayne Robinson stuff we'll go into, I think, in the next episode. Uh, you know, there are certain phrases, and here here in the UK we we don't get these phrases as often, but we'll talk about them in the next episode, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, I mean, the script changes things a little bit, changes around the, the, you know, the chronology of things. Okay. So it starts off by having a, it's a it, it says, uh, first of all, once Hans tells him, you know, the FBI. So Theo goes, when you're hot, you're hot. Okay. They, they, they cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think
1: that's a good thing.
0: No, basically saying, you know, when, when, when you know what you're doing, you're, you're doing great. Yeah, yeah You know, that type of thing. So, yeah. Just not sure whether it fitted in Right. Then it says, as we saw on Theo's screen, the Johnsons and Robinson and Powell are by a manhole with a city engineer. A big control box is there, cables sneaking to the ground where, other, where another city worker finishes welding a last connection. The guy in manhole. We're spliced in down the line. Little Johnson, do it now. The engineer throws giant levers inside the manhole, sparks sizzle, and a massive context clunk. Okay? Okay. And then we basically go back to the vault room. Okay, and there's a, an entire scene that doesn't appear in the movie. It says, Theo and Christoph and Hans huddle over the computer monitor screen as if it was a warm fireplace. Theo points at the computer screen. All they can do is wait. We hear the hum of a portable generator. The lights go off. The computer screen stays on. Theo looks over at the safe. Safe LED readout says uh, fiber optic line, uh, fiber optic time lock cannot be disarmed at this location. Terminate sequence? Yes or no? And then mm-hmm. says, damn, it didn't go. That's Christoph says that. Christoph finally has some line in the movie. <laughs> then Theo <laughs> says, <laughs> they're, they're on the building circuit. It's too local. Encourage them to be bolder. The only thing left for them is the city grid. Worry, typing. They may not do it. And then it says, just as the Johnsons are looking smug, all the floors go back on one by one. So in other words, their their first attempt to turn off the the lights didn't work. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then Johnson, Little Johnson goes, oh, shit. Turning to the engineer. And then he goes, cut it again. Go wider. The engineer says, I can't go wider here. I'd have to call downtown and have them take down one of the city grids. You're talking 10 square blocks. And then Robinson says, 10 blocks? And then he turns to Big Johnson. Are you crazy? It's Christmas Eve. Thousands of people. The mayor will scream bloody murder. Big Johnson then says, "We must shut down the building. Go wider." The engineer. I need authorization. And then it continues the way that uh, that we already Mm -hmm. know. You know, where he talks about grid two twelve, and you know, lose it or lose your job. That type of thing. Okay. So it's obviously it's cut down for time. Yeah, it's something that that wasn't needed. I I think it would have been nice to see it because it shows even more incompetence by the by the feds <laughs> which is one of the things they're trying to show who here. Doesn't, who doesn't love you know, watching that, it, that? No, but that's one of the points of this movie is to show that that you know the, the, the feds have this plan and their plan doesn't always work. Yeah. You know
1: and, and the uh, you know, and the Hans and his buddies are fully expecting that. They're, they're that's good. They're actually counting on it.
0: That's right. That's right. So every Wednesday we have a segment called Hans Hunt Day, where my guests will give their top five uh, Alan Rickman performances. Mm. So what what have you got for us, uh, Patty? Okay, so I,
1: I have to add, I have literally just finished watching Eye in the Sky, which was his last role with Helen Mirren, and that blew me away, that movie. Incredible. If anyone hasn't gone and watched it, it might be something to go and see. However,
0: is that on your top five? Or no, because
1: I kind of ummed an ad with my top five and ended up coming back to various ones. And, but, uh, and you'll see why. But I, mm-hmm. I think it was more iconic because of how he lost for stone. Uh, Alan Rickman's first sort of first foray into the, the Harry Potter franchise. We, we got to see the, the original darkness of the character you know so that kind of and the way he portrayed himself the, this shadowy kind of this shadowy dark character that everyone should fear i i really quite enjoyed that but you see later on down the line he kind of his character sells um number 4 hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy where he played marvin the paranoid android um i think it's fantastic it's deadpan it's um it's a, it's an emotional role without actually, and you you can you can almost see his face. You can also you, you can all, almost imagine him doing it, you know, carrying out the role even though you can't see him. So number three, <laughs> uh, Dogma, uh, the Metatron. I I love Kevin Smith movies. You know, I think they're fantastic. Um, just the spoonfuls of irony that were in this movie and the and the. Uh, the sort of sticking the middle finger up at, at popular ideas about religion and everything else like that. But then having this character in there that everyone would, would sort of, I don't know, relate to, but then at the same time think, well, should he really be doing that? You know, that's, that's kind of, right. that's kind of Alan Rickman's character to me. Um, number two, Sweeney Todd, Demon Barber of Fleet Street. I think, I mean, he's not the greatest of singers. We know that. We've, dis- you know, you and your guests have discussed that previously. I think um, he's not the greatest of singers, but he he sort of emits this great emotion that I really, I really appreciated. You know, he was a, a savage, but then soft in his love for the other characters. You know, or the love for the other character. Um of mm-hmm. course, one diehard, his first ever cinematic role. You know, a classically trained actor turns up and just carries out, probably, arguably the best British bad guy in cinema. I think. Yeah, I I would probably agree with that. Even though he's supposed to be German. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, yeah, but but you know, as soon as you see him, you go, "Who is this guy?" You know. Um, Yeah. And and he's got this kind of sociopathic, uh, this this sociopathic character this ideology but then it's still time at the same time you're kind of going you know this guy's this guy knows what he's doing he's a smart guy he's organized he's this he's that let's see how he gets on you know or at least that's how i feel
0: okay great great thank you very much for that so why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you okay um well i have a
1: new podcast coming out called the flint family pet services podcast um, which is should be available on Spotify and various other platforms. Um, you can find me on www.flintfamilypetservices services
0: and also on Facebook. All right, excellent. And while you're doing that, you can go re- review and subscribe any podcast you might be using to listen to the show. And finding me is very simple. All you have to do is do a quick search for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook, find me on Twitter, and you can find me on my website, movierobminute.com. So. Until tomorrow, yippee ki yay